We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gairamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nation elders, past, present and emerging. Hello. You sound sweet. You must be oh. about to ask the DLs of something if you're starting the episode with a hello. Can I get a favour, oh. DLs? I met a DL last night. <gasps> That's so fun. She was so gorgeous. She she was really lovely, gushy about the show, loves it. She's like, I'm a DL. We had a cuddle. It was really nice to meet her and hear about her kids, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? If all the DLs are like this treasure, which you are, I met like 75 of you at the brunch. You were all beautiful we love you want to vote for us for the australian podcast awards <laughs> go on what an angle have you got a phone and thumbs you can vote for we don't have time for this in the listeners choice category we're very excited to be nominated again or is everyone nominated i'm pretty sure it's like you just find a podcast okay, and you vote. Okay. but let's pretend we're so honored to be nominated look last year we got in the top 10 which is wild. Wild. That was all you guys. We were like this new podcast. No one really knew where to put us. What category are you in? Are you in salty, sweary sex chat? Are you parenting? Not are you, really. Are you renovation? What's your deal? <laughs> no one knows. No one knows where to slot us. But the one place you can slot us easily is listener's choice because we have listeners. That's you guys. And you guys aren't just listeners. You're our dear, dear listeners. Dear listeners. Anyway, we're starting a little internet beef. We don't know if it's going to get taken up, but we want to dethrone a life uncut. Life uncut, who always win this category. We're like, we're coming for you, coming for you, but we need your help, obviously. And for additional context, guys, we actually met the girls from Life Uncut. We Legends. love Brit and Laura. We're going to claim that they're our bestie buddy pals, but it's not true. We were just fangirling. Yep. They win every year. Every and year. you know what? How boring. Time for the underdogs, the under bitches. Couldn't agree more. To take it out. But how fun would it be? <laughs> because they they are delightfully smug. They have won this so many times now that they will be going into the award ceremony thinking, we've got this we've in our bag. We've got this. We've mobilised our <laughs> listeners. I don't know what they call their listeners. Do they have an affectionate term for them? I don't even know. I think they do. Do they call them the uncut queens? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making shit up. But imagine if we usurped their throne. Jem loves a usurp. And they'll be like, who are these bitches? Jem's just bitter because Zoe Foster Blake usurped her colourful house throne. <laughs> Can we talk about this? No, I'm not bitter. I'm fucking quietly smug and wrapped because for the first time in my life, I feel like I've picked a trend before okay. the trend. All right. No, I no. need to bring you down a peg here. Bring me down, but let me stay in my cloud of smugness for a second. Okay. You've been on this vibe train for like six months max. Yeah. This has been happening. I work in interiors, y'all. Oh, here we go. This has been happening on the blogs, in the magazines, in the discerning Instagrams from the interior architects for years. This kind of like tonal colour thing has been emerging for years. Yes, now you and Zoe are here and we're seeing your beautiful colourful houses and we're all frothing and everyone's going to have colour and clashing patterns and layering of things. It's all going to be happening. But I'm just saying you're just you're looking to unseat some other queens because you yourself have been unseated this week. All I heard in that whole sentence was you and Zoe and it, <laughs> and it just worked. Best friend Zoe. Zoe. Slide into my DMs. Let's hang in our pattern clashy homes. She's I'm like, who? <laughs> but Gemma, who? Peanut, what? <laughs> I know, right? But do you know what did warm my heart? What? Was the amount of people who sent me her home yep. into my DMs and were like, oh my God, Gem, look, yes. you and Zoe are so aligned. And I was like, oh my God, I am a 
But do you know what pissed me right off? <laughs> the article in Vogue Living yeah. was the house that sparks joy. Now, my whole tagline oh my for Yo Cabba was this kitchen does not spark joy. Yeah. I'm creating a house that sparks joy. I mean, credit where credit's due. That's Marie Kondo, bitches. She invented spark joy. You didn't invent spark joy, Jim. I'm not claiming that I spark joy, but I was using it in the context of a house as a whole, not to do with home organisation, Rebs. There's a difference. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Trendsetter. Should we get into the episode? Yes. Wait, were we thirsty enough about the Listener's Choice Award? Oh, do it now. Do it now. It's in these show notes. Open your phone, click down to the show notes, click the link, go do it, vote. Done. You're the best DL there is. We love you. We love you. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. (laughs) She's your host, Gemma Peanut. Okay, did you forget the name of the podcast? I was about to say Bestie Hotline, but it's not a Bestie Hotline Tuesday, episode. Tuesday, bitch. Soz, babes. A mm. little bit all over the place at the moment. I'm a little bit scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. Iggy is uh, very wakeful at the moment because he has growing pains. <sighs> First, it was night terrors. Fucking get it together. Look. <laughs> Toddler. <laughs> I feel bad for the kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's agonizing yeah, for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. You remember that feeling? Cl- no, no. I did not have growing pains. You must have. As a baby. No, I have no memories. Hubs is like, I used to get them so bad in my knees and legs. Same. He said it was debilitating. I was like, what? Really? And Iggy, the way he clutches at his knees and his legs, it's like he is in agony. And I can't shake him out of the emotions. No. And then it's this whole hour routine where I have to distract him try and get medicine into his mouth. DL's recommended a salt spray, magnesium salt yeah. spray, I should say, by a company called Salt Lab, which yep. I've ordered and I'm going to give it a go. Very excited to try. We'll report back. But it's awful. Mm. But yeah, that's spray why. Spray on his tummy, P.S. On his tummy? I've heard. I could be wrong. Someone slide in and tell me I'm wrong. But apparently magnesium is one of the best places to absorb. I'm sorry. Your tummy is one of the best places to absorb magnesium. Huh. Also vitamin D. So when you're at the beach, just lift your shirt, get a little tummy. Tummy oh, action. There you go, Dr. Rebs. <laughs> Hashtag definitely a doctor. <laughs> um, do you want to tell the DLs what you did this morning? I'm too excited. Yeah. We need some context. Yeah. So Hobbs normally takes his mopedy thing to the ferry and that's how he gets to work. But on this particular morning, aka this morning that we are recording, Hubs was like, hey, babe, can you drop me off at the ferry? Now, it was 7.30 in the morning and I thought, yeah, all right. We've got our au pair. She's more than capable to get the kids off to school. I won't walk them to school today with her. She can do that. So drove hubs to the ferry. Now, Revs lives right near the ferry. She's On in, the ferry almost. <laughs> she's in the heart of Manly. She's in and amongst the action. And I thought, you know what? Revs often has to catch an Uber to my house for our potty record day. I thought it's 7.30 in the morning. She doesn't normally come till about 9.30. So there's a two-hour window. Revs has had some shitty tricky things going on behind the scenes in her life. And I thought, I'll come over, I'll see the kids, I'll walk her and the kids to school together, I'll take her out for breakfast and then I'll drive her back to my house and we'll have a lovely potty record Beautiful plan. Get to her apartment. The front door was open. So I was like, excellent. I can just run up the stairs and knock and her children will be like, Auntie Jen. (laughs) Ran up, knocked the door. The house was too quiet. I was like, what's going on? Have they left? 
I don't hear children's feet pattering. I don't hear screams for breakfast. I don't hear yelling about putting your uniform on. Anyway, Revs very slowly opens the door because she's wondering who the fuck is knocking on my door at 7.30 in the morning? And she's coy. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, Jimmy, why are you here? I was like, oh, I just, I thought it, you know, surprise you. And she, she goes, my boyfriend's here. <laughs> Let me tell the story again from my perspective. <laughs> so I roll out of bed. I had a sleepover last night. Yes, it's a weird change of um, custody because I normally have my kids on this night, but for other reasons, including holidays, we were swapped around for one night. Anyway, my boyfriend came to stay over last night. So we're like rolling out of bed. He was in the shower. I'm making coffee. And my doorbell goes and I'm like, what? The fuck? And I'm thinking, I thought, oh, maybe the kids left something here and they need to pick up something for school or whatever. That's why I was gingerly opening the door. Like, they haven't met him, right? So I'm like, don't run in. Oh, is <laughs> yeah. that why? It's not that it was you. I was you like, thought it was the kids yes. running in. And oh I was like, gosh. they don't know him. He's in the shower. This is like, ah, oh, they can't just come to the- Anyway, whatever. I was relieved to see you. And I was like, hey, babe, I'm just making coffee. Boyfriend's here. Come on in. And you're like, oh, my God, Americano. And I was like, I better warn him that Jem's here. So I like go into the bathroom, like, hey, I know you're naked, <laughs> but Jem is here. He's like, what time is it? So I'm like, 7.30. He's like, yeah, right, all right. I'm like, I'll take, I'll give you some privacy. Just come in when you're ready. Just warning you, my bestie's in the kitchen. I got shuffled into the kitchen. It was like, Jem, come this way. He's naked in the bathroom. Don't look over there. Quickly sit down. Do you want a Milo? Yes. Gave her her hot chalky, made the coffees. Anyway, you met him. I met Americano. Yes. Under the most random circumstances. <laughs> completely unplanned. Surprise for everyone. Do you know what? What? I've, it was the best way to meet him. Yes. Because we've talked about this meeting. It's yeah, almost yeah, yeah. become too much of a thing. Sure. DLs, you know, in the last main episode, I called Americano on a whim. He was such a fucking good sport about it. <laughs> and then we talked about how we needed to meet up. And then Revs went and did some triathlon, like some fit person, yeah. who dis. And here we were, all of a sudden, face to face. At 7.30 in the morning in your kitchen <laughs> while I drank hot Milo and you made him a cup of coffee. And it was lovely. It's lovely. He smelt really good. He smells so good. Yeah. He was like fresh out of the shower. Yeah. Bit of cologne. I don't know what he wears, but I was like, damn, Jessica, you smell good. Who's Jessica? I don't know. <laughs> he does smell good. He looks good. He smells good. Yeah. He's a hot, and he's a hot slice of apple pie, that one. DLs to make things even better. <laughs> For some radical reason. It's like a weird morning where nothing was the status quo. Yeah, yeah. On days when Revs comes and records a podcast, I'm usually a disheveled, mm-hmm. hot mess, still often still in my pyjamas yep. and then continue to stay in my pyjamas for most of the day because <laughs> face for radio, you don't need to try. But for whatever reason, I sprung out of bed this morning, even after a sleepless night with Iggy being wakeful, and decided to put a face on. You looked very put together. I did. You catfished him. I really. <laughs> you presented as a very high functioning woman. I know. <laughs> like what? Like I couldn't. I couldn't believe my luck because it would have been awkward if I was a hot man. I would have. I would have done that thing where I couldn't look him in the eye, and I'm like, did I brush my teeth? Don't let him no. smell your breath. But I, 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 I got that feeling where you're like. Yeah, this is how you want to look when you run yeah, into your ex-boyfriend yeah, yeah, vibes, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you did well. 
I made a good first impression. It's weird. You were both so worried about making a good first impression. I was like, I'll just leave you guys to it. It's because we both love you. You know, that's that's the thing. You're like the common denominator and we both want to like impress upon each other how awesome each other is. Fucking tell me what you thought. Come on, don't leave me hanging. He's very sweet. He is. He's really gentle. Yep. I can tell he's very caring. And he's lovely. I, I was impressed. Like, he, he really made an effort. And look, he's American. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can chat. Can chat. <laughs> There's a vibe to it. I can't explain. It's very different to an Aussie bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, very different. He's polite. Mm-hmm. Um, he was making great chat, great conversation, asking me questions, being interested, but asking too many where I was like, okay. This is too much. I need to. I want to. I want to unpick you and dissect you. Like I'm the bestie here. Mm-hmm. Not, you're not interviewing me. I'm interviewing you to see if you're good enough for revs. <laughs> and look, I like what I saw. Okay. Good. Okay. I like what was presented to me. Yep. Right now. <laughs> presented to you. Yeah. Oh, you walked in on at seven thirty in the morning. Nothing was fucking presented to you, dude. <laughs> like what was presented to you? No revs. No. 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 He was presented to me. I promise you, when he was in the shower and you were like, "Oh, Jem's here," he would have gone. He would have gone. Right. Oh, fuck. I, I, Jem's here. I've, I've got to. I've got to impress. It's like meeting the parents. Like he. Like he I reckon he did two extra sprays. Oh, he did smell very good. He smelled and really that was a sick outfit. Like great, great drip. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> No, he looks good. I'm joking. I'm joking. He looks great. He's very tall. I know. He's very. I I like his height. Me he's, too. He's got great stature. Do I like tall men or is it misogyny? I don't know, but I'm into it. Mm. Anyway. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, more updates to come on Americana because he and I are BFFs now. I know. I'm amazed you didn't swap numbers. <laughs> it's like all popping off. We need to get into the triathlon revs. Firstly, fucking proud of you. DL's. Revs and her sister and her cousin Joe raised a significant amount of money. What was the final Over figure? Over $12,000. Over $12,000. $12, for MS Research, going to an amazing organization called Kiss Goodbye to MS. Such a worthy cause. So worthy. They're so freaking close to understanding this disease. I really have to thank you guys, DLs, mm. because we were looking at who was donating, and it was exactly what Jem said. It was thousands of you donating 10 20 some 50 some 100 dollar donations every little bit helps and it added up to $12,000 and I can't tell you when I was rounding that third boy at the like 1k mark of the swim I was literally thinking like everyone's donated everyone's behind you you've got to keep going and it really was a motivator that's amazing yeah can I just say, yes. uh, something I've got to share with the dear. Okay. Now, Revs has made a really big claim and I want to <laughs> hold it to account and, and also get your feedback, DLs. Oh, God, what have I done? You claimed that the swim was harder than childbirth. It was harder than childbirth. Fuck off. Racing in an open water swim was harder than childbirth. It was harder. I won't accept there it. There were no drugs. There was no relief. There was no epidural or like someone holding my hand or anyone telling me I was doing a good job. Lies. There was. There was a guy on a kayak at the last boy going, only 500 metres, you've got this, which and was very encouraging. Also the silent cheers of the DLs yes, who yes. donated money. Yes, yes, yes. I'm telling you, I found the. it was the race factor. It's not the open water swim. Open water swims are hard but rewarding, but you take it on your own pace. You come back in when you're ready, whatever. 
the race factor and the root factor being marked out for you with boys and things and then the 500 meter and any runners out there are going to laugh because it's only 500 meters but the 500 meter run from the swim to the bike for the relay oh fuck you have to run you have to, to run out of the water wait you mean your sister wasn't on the water's edge <laughs> in, on her bike <laughs> ready to like grab the baton no you oh, have to run half a K. No, nah, that's bullshit. In and soft sand as well, which is even more bullshit. Yes, and then on hot road. Yeah. Hot bugger, road. Bugger that. Fucking Queensland with its hot roads. Anyway, that was almost the, I mean, so, okay, let me talk you through my swim. Okay. The first 500 meters was by far the worst. Everything that everyone told me would happen, happened. I got kicked in the face. My goggles came up. I got whacked in the boob. I got whacked in the shoulder. I got kicked in the head. It's Blood like bath. It's like swimming in a washing machine. Not that anyone's being a dick. Like it's not aggressive competitive stuff. It's that everyone's trying to find their spot. Mm. And it's like, you know, and head towards the boy, not swim further than they need to. And Question, it's chaos. How many people in the water with you? So there were 9,000 people in the whole triathlon. No, 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 no. They they seed you out. It's a staggered start. Otherwise it would be (laughs) a bloodbath, like a a literal bloodbath. So my heat, my heat, yeah, there were about 100 people. Okay. That's still a lot. But they let us go eight at a time, but you're still in this sort of pod. Yeah. So I'm going to guess there was about 20 people around me at all times. Mm, That sounds really unpleasant. It wasn't. Oh, it's not pleasant. And. And everything that everyone told me, your adrenaline, yep. your breathing, find your rhythm, all that stuff, it all happened in the first 500 metres. So the first 500 metres is out, directly out, out to open water to the first boy. Then you turn a corner, mm-hmm. then you go straight mm-hmm. across open water, and then you come in. You could turn the corner and come back in for the okay. last 500 metres. So first 500 metres, I was panicking. I was dr- taking in water. Hyperventilating. My, my breathing wasn't yeah. right. And I was like, I, I couldn't find a stroke because I couldn't find a clear path through mm. all the other thrashy people. And I was in the family relay heat. I wasn't going against elite athletes who do the fucking swim in 18 minutes or 19 minutes. It's like crazy. Tell us your time. 35 minutes. Which is impressive. Very good. Very, very happy. For a first time, that's for no training. I was about to say, (laughs) first time untrained untrained um that's I can't tell very you, good i can't tell you dl's how many times revs was like fuck it's coming the try i, I need <laughs> I should to really start, train i really need to start trying i was like babe it's next week i blame the weather because yeah the conditions the ocean conditions have not been right no. for months there's blue bottles pollution current, pollution storms yeah la nina fucked you yeah, it fucked me and like the pool is it's training but it's not really training it's mm. nothing like it swimming in the pool to swimming in open water Anyway, so the first time I was I was literally like, I'm going to have to get pulled out. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And then, like everybody told me, I found my rhythm. I found my stroke. I got into that stretch, got around that boy. And it was there was a moment where it was enjoyable. What? I know. Shut up. But, you know, it's like my goggles kept fogging. I had to keep washing them because you have to sight the boy. And then you do five strokes and then you're like, fuck, I'm going off course. I've got to go back. Yeah, don't make it longer oh than it God. needs to be. And then I sake. finally th- looked at my watch at the 23 minute mark and I thought, oh my God, I'm over halfway and I've 20, like I'm, I'm actually all right. And that gave yeah. me some motivation. I kept putting my sister it right in the front of my mind. Boyed your spirits, it boyed you might me. say. <laughs> My dad had given me this pearl. It's a very dad thing to say. He's like, the body gives up well before the mind. And I was like, love that because can't really train the mind. <laughs> so let's roll with the strong mind. So I was like, my sister, my sister, my sister had her right in the front. I can't let my teammates down. I've got to get there. Anyway, found a groove. And then I got to the final boy where you turn the corner. It's the last 500 meters into shore. 
And as I'm turning the boy, I got a crazy calf cramp. Oh, that's the oh worst. Oh, my God. And I and I grabbed onto the boy because I lost use of my yeah, leg. It yeah, was yeah. like one of those really bad cramps that I've only ever had um, doing another physical activity. I know what you're <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about. Anyway, I put my hand on my calf and it felt like I had an unripe avocado in Oof. my leg. It was seizing. Like Oof. and my toes started to go as well. It was like my calf it's and like my toes. It's like a toe. spasming. It's it was horrible. seriously like a spasm. And I was like, okay, okay, breathe, don't panic. Like I was like stretching it. And the guy in the kayak who's there to like check on people was like, "Are you alright?" And I was like, "Just a cramp, just a cramp." And he's like, "Only 550 meters." And I was like, "Yep, yep, yep." Shook it off. Anyway, did it. Did the last 500. Did the run. Collapsed. Like oh, got the baton onto my sister. Got her off on the bike and then collapsed. And my cousin, who's a runner, was there. And she was like, just breathe, just breathe. She was like calling people going, she's done, she's done, blah, blah, pouring water on me or whatever. It took me 10 minutes to recover. I bet it 10 did. 10 minutes. I felt so bad. And then my fucking spasmy calf hurt for two days, like aggressively hurt, mm. like an injury. Anyway, yeah. I did it. Lactic acid, babe. It's because you didn't train. <laughs> your body is like, what the fuck? The arrogance. <laughs> yeah. your, your poor body is like, Revs, what are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? Like, I, like you've given me no preparation. It's like chucking someone in a plane and going, you can fly this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've played Nintendo Mario Kart. It's the same thing. Like, it's cruel. It's crazy. Look, some things that worked in my favor I'm a natural swimmer like I have the swimmer's shoulder like I find swimming easier than the average person it's not a skill that I've honed or anything it's just like my physique works Mm -hmm. for swimming I do swim in the ocean and I spend a lot of time in the ocean so it's a familiar environment I grew up here all those things play into whatever but like competitive is a different thing it's a whole different thing and wow anyway I got a little bit hooked I was like I could get good at that shut up well I was a bit like if I could do 35 minutes raw yeah like, what could I do if I trained? Why aren't you doing the bold and beautiful swim in Manly? Because of sharks. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm scared of the sharks. You are in a pack. Strength I, in numbers. I know, but I got – that's what – I was thinking – I was saying this because I got really weird about sharks, the try, mm. and I was like, isn't it like Christmas lunch to them? Like, here's a whole platter of no. humans. And they're it's like, no, no, there's like helicopters and there's kayaks and there's boats and there's – drones like they stay away and they do checks and things anyway there was not a single fin in sight in fact I didn't even see a fish it was very very clear of creatures yeah but the bold and the beautiful swim you see a lot of creatures you You, do you swim over fins (laughs) you do but there's also a pack mentality you kind of stick together you move with the pack I know I've just been like properly affected by that attack that happened at the beginning of the year and guess what that guy was doing he was swimming alone alone. I know but yes anyway well we're very proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of me. You should be. It's yeah. a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Are you going to do it again? Are you signing up well, for it next year? I would do it again, but now my fucking ambitious teammates want to do the whole try solo. Oh, what? Yeah, they want to do is like wrong the wrong with them. It's an electric vibe and there's a it's a really fun day mm. and it's really well organized event and it is fun. Mm. But they're crazy because all three of us were dead at the yeah. end of Can our heat. Can you imagine finishing dead. your swim and jumping on a bike and, and doing two, a two-hour ride yeah. and then doing a 10K run? No, no, no. 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 Anyway, so I said, guys, I'm out. Respectfully, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'll do the swim again. If you want to do it as a team, I'm in. I will train. I want to beat that. Now we've got baselines. Mm. I was like, how fun. Next year we could beat our times. Mm. No, they want to do the whole thing. Like oh fit people. God. Anyway, There's all a- power to them. I'll cheer. Those annoying, ambitious people, how dare they? Yeah, but she doesn't want to fundraise next year because 
if you've ever done any kind of fundraising or charity, you know people fatigue. Yes. And so my sister wants to only fundraise like minimum every two years. Yeah, just I get that. To give people a break so she doesn't feel like she's constantly asking people to and also support the, the cause. the climate we're in at the moment is particularly touchy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hard. So for that reason as well, we're especially grateful to any of our DLs oh who donated. So and, and honestly, like five bucks we're not poo-pooing that shit no you gave up a coffee seriously and it all added up it was amazing to watch and like i just tried to be like keep pumping that content keep getting it out there and you all came through so much but yeah if she's not fundraising i've got no motivation to do that (laughs) telling you harder than childbirth and then you get this thing that my cousin educated us about which is the post-race flu what? So you feel like shit the next day. Like, like a sore, hangover. Sort of. Sore throat, sore body. Like, I thought I'd be on a high. Like, I'm fitspo. No. You feel trash because oh. you've absolutely flogged yourself. You poor thing. I'm fine. But, like, don't feel sorry for me going to Noosa for a week. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. Anyway, I was at, sitting at dinner afterwards and I was, like, thought we'd have this huge celebration. Everyone's like, the fourth leg at the pub is the best. No. I was like I'd just gotten off the plane and I had jet, jet lag. lag. I was no, so horrible. exhausted. Yeah. Anyway. You would have had a come down from the adrenaline high. It just hits you yeah. like a ton of bricks and you're like, I just need to get horizontal. And yeah. I just need to close my eyes and sleep And I didn't the sleep pain. the night before because I was anxious of about course. it. Um, can I get deep for a second? Absolutely. I was uh, shocked, let's say, confronted by what it brought out in me in the lead up. Okay. I'm a very high achieving competitive person, right? Mm-hmm. Ambitious person. I'm not so much competitive, although I like to win. Mm-hmm. I like to be right. You know, I like to be I like being a high achiever. Mm. And I've always organized my life around what your strengths are. Being a high achiever. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, high school, I only did arts and humanities. I did not do maths. I did not do science. I had to get special permission to do it. But I was like, I'm not doing something I'm not going to absolutely smash. This is my personality, right? Hungy pig. Design your life around what's going to totally work for you. So I committed to this triathlon in one of the very dark and very sad place, <laughs> thinking, I'll be fine. I'll get it together by then. Yes, I'll train for a triathlon. Never did it. And so... In the lead up, I was like, I am so far out of my comfort zone. It showed me how uncomfortable I am being in an environment where I'm not like really good at something. Yeah. And it was revealing to me. I became irritable. Mm, I was super nervous. I was on edge. Yeah. I was like, people are like, are you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I was I wasn't. I was like bricking it. Yeah. It was the swim. Like I was nervous about the actual race and all the things. But really, if I'm honest with myself, I was like, I might embarrass myself. I might oh. I might not complete this. I might have to be pulled out. I might not achieve. <laughs> oh, babe. I know. It was revealing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I was thrilled to achieve. <laughs> no, I was thrilled to complete it. In a non-embarrassing time. Yeah, and that's not something to ignore. That's, yeah. that's a big – completion is huge. But yeah. let me ask you this. In a hypothetical situation where the cramps just took over you yeah. completely and you couldn't complete the yeah. race, what would then happen to your sister doing the cycle and your cousin doing the run? Well, you have to get the baton. I have to get the so baton to her they, for her to go. So they wouldn't get to nah. race. Nah. And we wouldn't have got a time. We would have had a, wouldn't have had an official completion. That is a lot of pressure for the first person off the block. Yeah, yeah. Or I wonder if there was a part of them. Imagine if just imagine for a second that they were like as stressed as you and you didn't make it, and they were like, "Thank God." <laughs> 
thank God, because I didn't train no, either. But no. we can we can heap all the blame on revs. No, if I'm ambitious, my cousin Joe oh, is yeah. competitive. Mm. She's got like raw, sporty, competitive ambition always energy. Has. Always has really competitive, and she was like, "Come on, let's fucking do this." You know, you've got this. Don't let us down, kind of thing. <laughs> and my sister, Healthy pressure. my sister's somewhere in the middle, so she's like, she's she's not like obsessed with high achieving like me, but she's and she's not like raw dog competitive like Joe. She's just like, "No, we're gonna fucking do it, and we're gonna do it well and with class and in a good time and under two hours and blah blah blah." You know, like she had this whole thing, and she and I was like, "What if if I just don't make?" it back just go and she's like Kate you're making it back because I'm not allowed to go and you are not gonna stop me from going like she was strong she's like get your shit together I have to say as a bestie it's really interesting seeing you at a different hierarchy yeah yeah in a big event where yep. you are out of your comfort zone. I had to check myself as well the day before because mm. I was like, don't make this about you. This is a team thing. We're raising money for a really amazing cause in honour of Lou. This is mm. Lou's thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I just had to watch. Yeah, I was you needed like, to come up. back to your North yeah, Star yeah, yeah. purpose. Totally. And be like, don't make this about your the smallest part of the race, which is the swim. <laughs> Anyway, not the smallest part, equal parts in measure, but significantly shorter in time length. Yes. Yes. But not to get woo-woo about it, but it has made me think it's good to push yourself out of your comfort zone every now and then to have these experiences in life to sort of realign Mm -hmm. your sense of self and what you're up to and what you're doing. Like, it's good. It's good shit. you know what, Revs? Most people aren't born with that innate sense of I can just do things that I'm good at and I'll achieve it at a high level. Most people aren't. And that's important to check in in terms of empathy for understanding that most people are debilitated by imposter syndrome, by the mixtape of I'm not good enough and and it hinders a lot of people. It snags them from doing things that they actually want to do. And you and I, generally speaking, we aren't plagued with those kinds of thoughts. We've always just gone after what we want delusions of grandeur some may say absolutely Arrogance. and you know what it's it's served us well there have been times where it's like you guys are crazy, crazy. thinking you can start a theatre company yeah, yeah, yeah. and think that it's going to be sustainable and that you're going to be the next Sydney theatre company but sure <laughs> go for it girls good luck but you know what we're good at failing yeah like There's- we're not afraid to fail let yes. me correct that yes yeah. We'll throw ourselves all in and if it doesn't work out, we go, oh, well, we gave it a go, learnt some lessons, on moving to on to thing. the next thing. Yeah, it's good. It's, it puts you in perspective being on the other side of things. You're right. And as my boyfriend would say, it keeps you right-sized. My boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend. The way that rolls out of your mouth. <laughs> I know. I like it. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? The shitty Halloween that I gave my kids. Oh, like that you gave? Well... Or is this a Queensland thing? I'm going to palm this off on the Queenslanders. Let's state of origin this oh, shit. New she's South Wales. starting a war, people. Are you sure you want a war with Queenslanders? No, they're pretty brutal. Um, So I was in Noosa yep. for the try and it was Halloween. It's one of my kids' favourite holidays. I think it's every kid's favourite holiday. Oh, for an adult- know, I have a costume designer for a son. Like it's his day. It's his Christmas, you yes. know? He was so excited. I was so excited. When, where we normally live in Manly, there's a massive, massive couple of streets. Where everyone goes all out. The kids all dress up. It's a massive festival kind of vibe. Mm. They were really annoyed at me that I'd taken them on holiday to Noosa <laughs> instead of leaving them in Manly to have their Halloween. So I was like, we will find Halloween in Queensland. Don't you worry. So I put a call out to the DLs. I was like, guys, can anyone hook me up with a good street near Perigian Beach? A beautiful. A couple of DLs came through and said 
go to this street. It goes off. I was like, brilliant. Now, we didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. We were relying on taxis. Fucking get your taxi Uber game together, Noosa. <laughs> it's fine. I get it. You're a sleepy town. You actually don't want everyone running around in taxis, whatever. But anyway, we got a $40 taxi with six incredibly tired kids mm-hmm. in costume to this street at 5.30. Which is peak time. You'd think. Every single house in this loop had run out of lollies. At 5.30? Yes. So we had six upset, dressed up, crying kids. It was fucking Lord of the Flies. Kids were just like kids who had full sacks who'd come at three or whatever. Three? Well, after school, I don't know. We're like chucking candy in the air, just like letting kids squabble over it. It was Lord of the Flies and the kids were so devo. Oh, God. Those families were ill-prepared, guys. I don't care if you don't have candy. You don't. Dive into the back of your pantry and you pull out that packet of Tim Tams and you give a kid a Tim Tam each. There were so many children, thousands, thousands. Wow. It was like, and someone said, oh, it gets bigger every year, you know, like, so yeah, I think yeah. everyone was kind of like underprepared for the swarm of kids. And there was a lot of teenagers taking the piss, you know, like that kid's 16. He should not be here taking candy off a baby. Do you know what? I had this experience in Sydney with those pesky teens. Yeah. Iggy, sweet gentle little Iggy in his little devil costume shuffling where I'm gently encouraging him to go and dip his hand into the bowl and grab his own piece of candy and you can see it's a moment where I'm like come on buddy come on off you and he's he's shuffling to it (laughs) and then a group of teenagers just line up next to him and just grab go grab go grab Mm. go right in front of him like not one of them was like Oh, you go. Come on. I don't, yeah. It just made me rage. Yeah. And not only that, their Halloween bags are like Woolies shopping bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their costumes. A backwards hat or something. Substandard. Shit. Like, yeah. I was like, come on, you guys. When I lived in suburbia, I got a knock on the door on Halloween from these teenagers. They were like 15, mm-hmm. no costumes. Yeah, that's and I was bullshit. like, trick or treat. And I was like, no way. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> no, I refuse. You're there- not getting my caramello koalas. There were a couple of kids that came to my door and um, I straight up said, what are you supposed to be? (laughs) And he was like, a basketball player? I'm like, no, that's your basketball uniform from today. Like, no. (laughs) Go to 7-Eleven and buy some with your Venmo. (laughs) Exactly. And do you know what I do do, though, is when there is a group of teenagers who have made an effort, and look, I'm going to generalise, but for the most cases it's girls. girls. They've gone all out. Slutty vampire. Yeah. And they trick a tree and they take their candy and they say, thank you. I go, thank you for using your manners. <laughs> oh I'm that God. person. You're a mum now. Yeah, I am. I'm a mom with a capital M. Oh, mom. But I wanted to reinforce that good behaviour. I wanted yeah. to celebrate it. I was like, thank you, girls. Really great manners. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm that person. Yeah, you are. You are. You're very British right now. very embarrassing. (laughs) You're the mum at the canteen who doesn't hand over the thing until they say thank you. I am. I'm really big on manners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's all about it, guys. It's my thing. (laughs) Anyway, Halloween fail. So I guess next year you have to promise your kids a Halloween in Sydney. I already have. I was like, I promise next year we'll make sure you're in Manly for Halloween. And Mm. I promise. And they're already planning their costumes. And I'm like, fucking hell. That's aggressive. You guys are exhausting. Yeah, Rafa keeps asking me how many more sleeps till Christmas and I'm like... 85, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of days. She won't even know what that means. Well, she keeps saying, is it six more sleeps? I'm like, no, no honey, it's a no. lot more. And she goes, 10. Is it 10? <laughs> That's so far away. I'm like, mm, try 60. And she's like, 60? not 60. Isn't it? No, it's, it's like two months away. Is it? Yeah. 
Oh, no, it's not. It's, Christmas is the 26th of hey, Siri. December. Oh, here we How go. many days till Christmas? 52. Anyway, somewhere in the middle. 52! That is close to six. I'm sorry. 52 is closer to 60 yeah. than 30. Yes. So I win. You the high-achieving peanut has won. You've won. You've won the Christmas, Christmas race. race. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I literally don't have time to go back up to Cabarita and I'm bit sad about it because I poured literal blood, sweat and tears. Oh, God. Yeah, there were some bloody accidents, oh, you know, stepping on nails and, you know, hot glue gunning. No. Sweating no. into the cacti. Literally. And um, it is the most surreal feeling when you give all of yourself. Now, everyone's going to think I'm being really dramatic, okay. but I have never worked so hard. I know. And I work hard on a lot of things. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm a real outcome-driven person. I like to work hard. But it was the mental and physical combined. Yes. So it was physically cleaning that house, lifting shit, moving furniture, unboxing big pieces of furniture. Putting things together. Putting, yep, building things, scrubbing. But then it was the coordination of trades. This person needing a answer from me. This person demanding a response. Like it was This just can't happen till this is done. Correct. And then paying all the invoices, making sure I'm on top of that. Like I accidentally paid my electrician twice, oh, you know, no. and I had to then deal with that admin. It was so much. My fucking husband, the next time we go up to Cabba is literally walking into a, a done, done for you <gasps> Airbnb. Oh my God. And he has barely lifted a finger. Oh, my God. Like, he did a couple of things this one weekend that he was up there. But I fucking did it all. And you know what? I'm actually really, really proud of myself. You should be. But it was surreal mm. leaving Cabarita knowing that someone else is going to enjoy it because I haven't enjoyed it. No. The whole time I was at Cabarita, I barely got to go to the beach. I didn't swim in the pool. Oh. I didn't have time. Yeah. And tradies start at seven yeah, yeah, yeah. and they leave at three. But from three, I had shitloads of things to do. So it was round the clock, relentless. Now, Hubs said to me, I- I'm itching to get up there. And I was like, surely between now and January, we can sneak a trip up there. Surely. So we looked in our calendar and you know this time of year. Yeah. It's a spiral to crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's nuts. It's like work Christmas this. Yeah. We're also fitting in two weddings. Oh, my God. Between now God. and Christmas that we've got to attend. Got to. That's not a great word. We are delighted to attend. <laughs> but lots happening. Yeah. We found one weekend where I was like, oh, maybe I could shift that around and cancel that or move this. And then we'll go to Cabba. So we're like, great. We found a weekend in November to go to Cabba. Fucking flights for a family of four. To go to Cabarita, over two grand. Oh, my God. Over two grand for a domestic flight. For a one hour and 20 minute flight. Airlines are fucking having a laugh here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Bullshit. It's bullshit. All right. So the next people that go in are your first Airbnbers. When? Is it me? Is it me? Hello, it's me. me. I'm your guest. Yes, it's me. (laughs) Revs, you will be a guest up there. But, yes. um, excuse me, aren't you doing a trip to Tasmania with your boyfriend? Oh, my God. So the, I, I took a leaf out of the peanut book. Yep. And, you know, when you're like loving a holiday and you're really sad to be leaving and you got to pack or whatever and you're like... and a Gem, golden rule. Gem and her husband always say, you don't leave one holiday without planning the next one. At least starting to think about it or whatever. No, no, no. You're booking no, it. it's yeah. book. I don't okay. care if it's a year away. You need that pipeline of excitement. You need that thing yeah. in the distance. Well, I'm... 
not good at follow through on admin stuff. So I've never really done it. But I did it. Well, I was in Noosa. I booked a weekend away to Tasmania. I'm so excited. I'm going back to Stillwater 7. I'm fucking jealous. I'm I sorry. I'm, you should be. I'm not going to lie. I'm quite dirty. Yeah. I feel replaced. Yeah, well, you're replaced. Rebs and I had an incredible- You just can't ch- fuck me like it. No, I can't say that. I can't say that. <laughs> yes, you're right. I can't fuck you the way he fucks you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you know what I bring? I bring the lols. Okay? Yes. I bring the lot, but I, I feel replaced, Revs. I'm sorry. We're going back to our place. It's our place. Not no longer. It's me and Americano's place. We're oh. going to plant a flag. <laughs> I'm staying off socials. I can't watch. I'll be seething. Hey, uh, I'll be like, <laughs> I'm meant to be on that trip. No, I mean, look, jokes aside. I've I, had to look at you and your husband in many a hot tub on socials, okay? You can watch my one sexy weekend. For fuck's sake. I'm very happy for you. I'm so excited. Tasmania, like when we were treated to that trip to Tassie, it just like opened my eyes to this beautiful island that I'd never been to before. It's amazing down there. Over fucking delivered, honestly. Such a foodie culture. Mm -hmm. The the, like beautiful nature, like the big walks and things. The the people are divine. The like wine and Mm -hmm. um, cocktail situation, the culture, the art. I'm oh. generally not drawn to colder climate places mm. and Tassie is colder, significantly yeah. colder than Sydney, but it's built for it yeah. and there's a coziness yeah. and a charm to it. Like all the restaurants we went to had like fires mm. and there was a warmth to it. I don't know. It was it's really sexy. warm. It is sexy. And yeah. the beauty, the colonial buildings stunning. as well. Stunning. I'm interested to go in summer because I've never been, obviously mm. I've been once and it was in fall autumn um but going in summer that'd be nice i'm really looking forward to like some hikes <laughs> lol Cute. some walks yeah just pumped to go back to stillwater seven yeah, and so like experience everything that's why you won't be the first guest staying at yo cover cover i did fair off- enough dl's i offered it yeah, to revs i genuinely <laughs> offered it to revs and she said oh can we save it for when i can take the kids yeah. because those bunks can't it's be like wasted set up for kids it i is. couldn't go there for like just us hanging out because it would be a waste of all that beautiful kid-friendly setup that you've got there. Like you've thought about every inch of it for families. I have. So it's a waste to like just go two people rattle around in them. Oh, you can have a sexy time. You <laughs> can bone know. on every bed if you wanted to, you know, like there's options. Booking link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's upside down pineapple wallpaper. It's a swingers house. Like invite your pals. But yes, I have designed the house to be family friendly, which has blown a lot of people's minds. It's got to happen. I know, but people have said to me why would you cater to that market when you've picked and selected such beautiful things kids destroy stuff and I was like guys privilege disclaimer here okay but like ultimately I designed this home for us yeah not the other way around yeah yeah, yeah. it's not like oh I've got this Airbnb I'm gonna design it for a particular market no this is the house of joy for me and my family first and foremost yes to enjoy many weeks Absolutely. of the year with our loved ones and we're just opening it up and sharing it with other people. Yeah. And, yes, things will get ruined. It's okay. Like, you've thought of all that through. I have. And yeah. I've tried to be sensible, yeah. choosing durable fabrics yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. I just can't wait to go. So exciting. And guys, Gem's going to be in a magazine, a magazine, a magazine. Because she wants to be Zoe Foster Blake. I'm a wannabe of my bestie Z-Bear. I've seen the photos and they're stunning. It's all very exciting. Very exciting. So DLs, if you're looking for a holiday, Yo Cabba Cabba is, I'm not joking, wide open. Is it live? Not yet. Oh. 
Not yet. We're very close though. Okay. I've had a few people inquire about the Christmas and New Year period and I confess I was overwhelmed. I was like, I can't say yes to you and no yeah, to you. Yeah. Like, so you need it all set up. I've got a property manager. I'm being guided by her. I'll do a countdown okay. of when the listing is live and then it's first in best dress. Okay, so I need to grab my dates. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. You, you can tell me your dates, babe. That's different. Okay, You get special treatment. Yes, hooked up. I know a guy. You do know a gal. Hit me with your nut spun. I said, hit me with your nut spun. Mine's quite local. Did you just sing hit me with your nut spun and then just come in with your own nut spun? So I, hey, Revzy. I guess I should. Hit me with a nut spun. Okay, Revzy. Um, mine is a restaurant <laughs> in Ooh. Sydney. It's not a new restaurant. It's been here a long time. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, I am friends with the head chef. <laughs> Look at me. But it has reminded me. Mm. I went to it recently and it is I, I like name a better restaurant in Sydney. It's got vibe. The food's amazing. It's a great date night spot. It'd be fun for a family dinner. It is just like it's it's like you are transported to Paris. It's called Felix. Cool. And it's in Sydney CBD in the Maryvale Ivy precinct. Yep. Everyone's all about toddies, and I'm kind of all about Felix. Felix. So give us like I always want to know with everything price point. What um, are we talking for it's a an, main? It's an it's a nice night out. It's a forty dollar main. Okay, so it's a special. It's treat. It's a special treat. Yeah. It's not like pop down for your forty dollar lobster <laughs> pasta, but there's a raw bar. The cocktails Ooh. are amazing. There's a lot of it's like French sommelier. It's a French theme. Mm-hmm. The food is incredible. It's just really, really fun. And I was thinking like Christmas, like girls Christmas lunch, fun. after work drinks, like have whatever. We, hang on. Have we got chips? We've got it. Booked? It's booked. It's booked. Is it? Yes. Where, are we, where are we going? Babe, get on the fucking group text. I told you I don't do group chats. I hate them. I hate them. Well, then you're going to miss out on things. No, because you will tell me. Yeah. You'll be like, Jem, let's get a Uber together. Or often not. Jem, can you drive us because you don't Jem, drink? come pick me up. It's the chickmas. Yeah. You're like, oh, what? I've got friends coming over. Okay. We're derailing the chat. Felix. Felix, amazing. Would be really, really good for a Christmas lunch dinner girls thing. Um, it's just a date night. I went on a date night and it was very vibey, very fun. Can recommend. That's a fantastic reco. Yep. And if you're visiting Sydney, you should also try it. So it's not that local, you know. It's like where people do often DM me like, I'm in Sydney for two nights. Where should I go? Felix. You should go to Felix. <laughs> anyway, Jem, hit me with your nut spawn. All right. I'm going to hit you with my nut spawn this week. It is Kavari Jewelry. Ooh. Yes. So Kavari is one of my fave, fave all time. This is totally not spawn. I think if you watch my Instagram at the moment, you'd be like, are you sponsored by Kavari? I'm not. I would like to be, but I'm not. (laughs) Something about their dresses just works for my shape. I'm obsessed with their prints and patterns. They're just fabulous. But recently discovered they do the most amazing jewellery. Maybe I've not noticed before because other seasons I haven't gravitated to their jewellery, but something about their spring-summer jewellery range is on point. Fine gold jewellery with little pearl detail. Rebs is wearing pearls right now. We've decided pearls are a trend. They're in, guys. Get amongst pearls. I don't think we decided that, but yes, pearls are a thing. The internet decided (laughs) it fed us in ads and subliminally we've absorbed it. So we're both wearing pearls. And the other thing I love is they've got this big shell Mm. necklace with a pearl. I wore it to a 40th party. I had so many questions about it. It's Kavari, guys. Check them out. Love that. Maybe we can go on lunch because it's just on the road. Can you take me? Yeah. I need a new necklace. I've got a store credit there. Let's hit up Kavari. Let's (laughs) Let's fucking go. (laughs) 
We love you guys. We love you so much. Thank you as always for tuning in. Yes. And one little thirst trap. Don't forget to vote for us in the Listener Choice Award. We won't go on about it. That's all I have to say. Let's end the episode here. We will go on about it for every episode until the awards. We will. But Link in the show notes and on our Instagram and we'll put it in the Facebook group. Love you. One of these days we'll, we'll have an outro to our podcast. You know, oh, I, fuck, I fucked it. You fucked it? We both fucked it. We always fuck it. Okay. I was going to say, though, um, a DL slid in and we're like, one of these days, are you going <laughs> to have an outro to the podcast? Have an outro? You're just going to keep singing. Imagine just one day we're just like. Are we doing anatomy of an exit jingle? Podcast is over. It's time to go home. Put your earpods back in their case. And this is why I write the jingle melodies. Fuck you, <laughs> bitch. Bye. Kidding. Love you. Bye.